Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fandalorian Club here on Apocalypse Movies. Um, it is your host, Jake Berlin, and I am joined today with the fellow Fandalorian Club members, Mr. Jacob Harley and Brian Amlesino. Uh, how are you fellas doing on this Friday? Not too bad. I heard good, the man. the animal noise in the background, and I literally turned. There's a <laughs> you could right in the For the music. The, yeah, you hear like, oh, like, and I was like, the fuck is that? And, <laughs> yeah. How's it? I love that music, music though. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's great music. It's I searched up and down for that for that music, and it works out really really good. It's uh, it's a gentleman who does a lot of Star Wars mixes, and it's uh. It's a pretty cool mix. It works out perfectly for the show. Yeah, love it. You can it's, you can barely tell a difference from the actual one. Yeah, it's like it's like subtle subtle differences throughout throughout the the whole t- whole thing. And he mixes a whole bunch of different Star Wars blends together, um, which is really cool. So, uh, but yes, we are here. Fandalorian Club is live. Uh, we are here for Mando Fridays, Fando Fridays, uh, as we get into nice. chapter ten. <laughs> Um, that should be the next t-shirt. Um, we get into chapter 10. No, I can't uh, buy anymore. <laughs> Come on, Brian. Uh, I'm like catching up to you, Jacob. So I, I, it's bad. I doubt it's it. bad. I, yeah. Apocalypse <laughs> movie shirt yet. So let's not get too far. Yeah. <laughs> no comment, Brian. <laughs> Doesn't even uh, know what to say. Yeah. We are here for uh chapter, chapter 10, the passenger, uh, episode two of season two. Um, not as much to talk about this week as we did last week, obviously, because last week's episode was full of Easter eggs and, and just chaos and, you know, John Favreau directing. So it's going to be very, very much in line with that type of episode. But not to say this episode is is cheap or bad or anything of that nature. It's just a little bit of a smaller scale episode, which uh, fits perfectly with its director. Um, Peyton Reed directed this episode. Um, and if you know Peyton Reed and, you know, the Ant-Man movies and, uh, those are his babies, as well as a number of other movies in the past. But um, yeah, we're here to discuss this. We're going to go uh, in chronological order, essentially, and uh, pretty much break it down uh, sequence by sequence, kind of kind of break it up into three different sections of an episode, so we kind of have time to uh, discuss each thing that we want to talk about. And we're going to start with the, the opening sequence of the episode, which picks up directly from Chapter 9. Uh, we see Mando, he's on the speeder bike with Baby Yoda. They're headed back to Mos Eisley after defeating the Crate Dragon. Um, and they run into some trouble, some bounty hunters, uh, who are after the child and it's carryover from season one. Uh, they're still hunting down the child. Um, and we see some bounty hunters trip him up in, uh, in return of the Jedi fashion, uh, from the Ewoks with the rope <laughs> tripping over the speeder bike, which is a cool little Easter egg there. Um, got some cool hand to hand combat stuff there. Obviously baby Yoda being dumped from a speeder bike was just horrifying. He went um, flying. <laughs> he, went, he went absolutely flying. Um, but yeah, Jacob, I'll start with you, man. Uh, this opening sequence, and, and this also carries over to the Cantina stuff as well that happened on uh, Tatooine uh, right after this. What did you think of the uh, opening opening sequence of this episode? So the opening sequence of last week and this week is like the best back-to-back opening sequences ever because I love – that was my favorite part of last episode, and I love the opening of this episode. It was – it's almost like, okay, the goal of every epi- start of every episode is just show how much of a badass the Mandalorian is. Because that's what this did. Um, he's very capable in any fight that you throw at him. Doesn't matter if he's outnumbered or not. And I, even if he didn't have his gadgets, he's he's good to go. Uh, I yeah, I was I was thinking about the child, but when he when the bike flipped over. But at the same time, I'm like, 
he's force sensitive. He's going to be okay. Like if he's Dude, really you ain't tumbling, like a tumbling. Wheel. I know. You know I feel like, you know, like, a, like a tire going down the road. Yeah, I feel like he can save himself though. I'm surprised he didn't save himself when that, uh, I forgot what the creature was called that who was holding him hostage with the knife, but oh. I, yeah, I loved it. I just thought it was so cool. And again, the Mandalorian has no problem killing whatsoever. This is not a that cheesy stere stereotype in our superhero shows where they're like, we can't kill no matter what. And I'm like, these guys are killers. They're bad guys. You're in like a lawless galaxy. Let these guys die. And I'm sorry to take it away, but best part of the opening is when the child looks up at him like, did you really have to kill him? And he's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love the opening for sure. Uh, Brian, what about you? Yeah, the opening was fun. I love the opening. Um, I was like, oh, okay, we're we're gonna get an another action scene right off right off the bat. Um, and uh, <laughs> Baby Yoda went freaking flying. You could hear him going duh, 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 like <laughs> rolling. And I uh, a picture of that. Oh, yeah. It, and um, yeah, I love this. Yeah. Oh, just awesome. watching the guy fly off. <laughs> I loved that, that part. I I laughed hysterically, and I knew it was coming. But when the when, alien just went, was, ah! when, they're, when they're looking, they're looking at him walk away. I was like, "Is he gonna shoot him?" And then it popped in my head to go, "Oh, oh!" And then he just goes, and he's there was no way <laughs> he, goes, he was gonna ah! let him have the jetpack. Yeah, There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> you could hear him going. <laughs> and then they just splat, and and then like Jacob said, where he just baby Yoda just goes, dick move. Like I had, the, like I had the subtitles on, and they showed like a noise that the bait that that the child made when he looked at him. Like they spelled it out, and it was hilarious. I love it when uh, they switch the jetpack for baby Yoda, and he starts like he waddles super fast back over him like help pick me up oh the, i <laughs> and, love that too that is just like a baby when they're scared and uh -huh. they, like, they run towards you well That's it happens crazy. later in the episode too which we'll get to once we get to the death cave so um yeah i will I, tell you one last thing one last thing i did love the part that when he said uh, if you touch that or hurt that child in any way i will there's nowhere in the galaxy that you will be safe yeah i was oh, like yeah Ooh. It's, an episode, not it's, it's fully an episode that's dedicated to dads everywhere um, <laughs> and, and their children. But yeah, I, I think the episode was really good. Uh, it's, I mean, I love my speeder bike stuff. I love hand-to-hand -hand combat stuff. Bounty hunters going up against each other is really, really cool. Um, I'll, I'll transfer from the opening to, to him um, essentially just packing everything up on his shoulders and doing the, the sand walk, which was really cool. Like a little montage of someone being lost in the desert and then getting to the cantina as well in Tatooine. Um, and you see Amy Sedaric's uh, back again, uh, and some really, really cool Easter eggs there for a lot of Star Wars fans. Um, again, another interesting character knowing about Mandalorians in the galaxy with, with, uh, with the, with the Ant Man, quote unquote, the Ant Man. Oh, um, Doctor Mandible. Yeah, d there you go. Yeah, I was, I was, I knew it was Doctor something, but I couldn't figure out. It was Doctor Mandible, which is like ironic. I said. I yes. had the subtitles on, and before the ant spoke, it it popped up and it said the, the doctor. And I was like, this ant is a doctor. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Dr. Mandible. Cause that's the medical name for your jaw. Yeah. Little, 
but yeah, it's, it, it, it's fitting, you know, Peyton redirecting and, and you have the Ant-Man in the beginning of the episode, essentially. Which you think is, that was done intentionally? Like we got a character. I'm pretending now it's the one that did the drum solo in Ant-Man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so. I mean, that was a like legit ant, but yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, I, I look, it's a really cool opening and it was quick. It was, it was to the point we got what we needed to, as far as information, um, and like I mentioned, some cool Easter eggs. Uh, I love how they were uh, how they were um, cooking the um, the the crate dragon meat uh, yes. with the pot so research, uh which was really cool. Um, and a- another cool callback: the droid cooking was actually from Episode Five as well in the Jawa uh, in the Jawa scene along fi- alongside R Five, which is another cool callback. Um, but yeah, a really cool opening, action packed again. You guys talked about it all. But let's just go and shift gears to to uh, the big stuff that started. Real happening. quick on Amy Sedaris, is that her name, right? Yes. Um, Amy Sedaris. Last... Is Sedaris. it Sedaris? I don't know. Sedaris. Sedaris. Yeah. I think, so actually. last season and then last episode, I on I didn't particularly love her character. I liked this episode. I liked her in this episode the most I've ever liked her. To be honest. It was to me, it actually kind of fit and it was she was very funny. I loved the scene where she's like, I I put it on my life. I trust this woman. And then she's and he's like, she's like, yeah, I have very good judgment like because she just met her. I met her 10 but, minutes ago. Yeah, it was well, the best use of her, in my opinion. I also love the joke she made about the the Rodians. I don't know if you guys caught that where they, oh, cooked, yeah. they cooked the meat and it was a nod to Greedo being fried by Han Solo. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will say, you guys, did the meat look appealing to you guys? I I, I can't decide. It was darker, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I want to try dragon. it in Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge better have crate dragon meat. Well, it's That's not going to be legit crate dragon meat, Brian. It's not. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's go. Say, wait. When she's being <laughs> no, what you keep going so dang Let me come fast. Up with I was just going to say for the next transition. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I enjoy, I appreciate that they're using her, like someone like her, not just to put her in there. Like she's shoveling the story. She's recurring. Yeah. But she's not just like, here's this character again. It's she's furthering the story along. Like, Hey, I've got a contact that, that, and that's all she is. She's not there for extra little comedic jokes or anything. She's literally pushing the story along she did it in the last episode, telling him where to go. Now she's providing this contact that will direct him again. I, I appreciate that they're not just throwing comedians and famous people in there just to throw them in there and then like reuse them as like, hey, here's a funny joke time. Like they're actually using these people. So I thought that was good to what Jacob said also about she's actually pretty entertaining. And we're going to see that again later in the season with Horatio Sands coming back as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as soon as he leaves Tatooine, we get to some good stuff where they're they're heading to this new planet. And he's got Frog Lady with him um, because the plot of the story is he that's is literally her name in, this, in the end. Yeah, the subtitles say Frog Lady. Um, Frog Lady. So Frog Lady is uh, essentially holding the last of her bloodline. And to be able to get this information from her, she's asking for passage to a nearby planet that her husband has scouted for them to essentially raise their children and, and offspring and, and grow life. Um, and Trask. so along the way, say it again. Trask. That was the name of the planet yeah. or the moon. 
So um, along the way, they're, they're headed to this planet. They get caught up with some X-Wings, which is this famous shot from the trailer that we've seen so far. Um, and it's a cool cameo, again, from Dave Filoni. And then, um, and so he comes back after his appearance in, in chapter six of last season, uh, which is really, really cool. And some interesting stuff happened in this, uh, this scene here. Not only is it really cool, and it's also incredibly amazing with the whole dogfight sequence, which we'll talk about. Um, but we learned some new things about the New Republic in this in this scene as well, about how they're operating as an organization, that they're not just letting people fly in and out. You know, they're, they're having essentially them wear or use trackers um, and, and they have to keep them on at all times. Um, and they're essentially like space cops. They've become space cops for, for planets as a way that you or sectors is what I should say. Very Green Lantern-esque, um, but they, they have it's instilled order into the galaxy the way that they want to, which is very different from what we've seen in anything in Star Wars before. Um, and so this scene, as well as the dogfight, Jacob, I'll go right, right back to you. Uh, what, what did you think about everything that happened with the X-Wings? It was interesting because I wasn't expecting them to show up. I mean, it made sense when he said they can't, he can't go into hyperspace or whatever. So it made this probably was the most likely time you were going to see this. And I like this because we never, most of the Star Wars that we watch, it's the Empire in control. The prequels have uh, the Republic and everything, but that's it, really, and Clone Wars. But most of our exposure in, in the movies have been where the the side that we're rooting for is being suppressed and they're not the ones running the galaxy. And we have this 30-year gap or whatever where that's the case. And we get to see it in a grander scale where, uh, like you said, they're policing... Uh, a lot of the galaxy. So I thought it was pretty interesting to see that. Of course, anytime we see an X-Wing, it just, it just excites us no matter what. Um, so it was pretty cool. I, I like this exchange. I, I thought the Mandalorian, especially uh, Pedro Pascal, his voice work was amazing in this scene. I love how he was like, Oh uh, yeah. Like how he's making up lies. And like, we could tell he was being like sarcastic, but the pilots didn't know. I thought that stuff was hilarious and now that i think about it that's a little bit of peyton reed right there maybe maneuvering those like the way pedro pascal's talking and stuff so brian uh yeah i i liked this scene again was like wow we're getting the rest of that trailer right right off the beginning uh other than the mithril that whole like chase or whatever we've pretty much seen all the trailer already and, and it's the first except grief cargo and cardoon but we'll yeah yeah but i'm assuming that probably is going to be, all be in one episode, episode all in one episode yeah yeah so um I, I like that that's pretty much all we've seen so far is trailer parts um and yeah i, I it was i the best part was him just being like yeah i'm good <laughs> What's up with you guys like that type of attitude um he even tried to throw the may the force be with you and then like eh, oh yeah well, it was, it's funny like it's obviously people know what that when you say goodbye or like a sign of 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 something that you say may the force be with you but he doesn't know what the force is and he him even saying that is like oh he hey, knows what it is interesting like he yeah. knows that that phrase exactly he knows the phrase but he doesn't know what the force is and that that's that, like to me that's like like that's kind of intelligent like that's a smart move to take a risk on saying that when you don't actually really know what it is yeah um but yeah i loved 
the um what would you call it it's not a dog fight because they weren't sh- shooting each a other chase? it's not it, it's a it's a dog fight it's a, a dog fight okay yeah. um yeah i loved the whole flying in and out of everything and then um just it just looked visually just awesome and just and then of course you got baby yoda who's eating the eggs in the cargo hold being a little sh- crap head. well that goes next yeah but i'm saying going to that um but yeah i i like this part and i had a feeling it was something i'm pretty sure i said it before when we predicted it something minimal they're not going to be a huge thing i mean they were at the end but oh there you go high speed pursuit that's probably better it was like a a cop chase essentially yeah Yeah. um so yeah it it was cool i like the scene visually i like the scene a lot just seeing them fly. I, I think that the X-Wings have never looked better. Um, personally, they, when they, they open, looked, they, they, well, yeah, the way that those, the way the that the foils open is, is incredible, but the, they look like the classic handmade star Wars models that they used, uh, for the, um, star destroyers in rogue one. Uh, like they had this like very white, uh, off white hint to them. Um, that weren't like that classic gray color that you kind of tend to see in, in some of the Star Wars movies. Uh, they looked very, very realistic. And they looked like they were using models, which I appreciated Star Wars because that's what I want to see. Um, the chase itself was incredible. I and, and I'm glad nobody mentioned it, but the way that Mando flies is is insane. Well, um, reckless. It's, well, and I was just going to say, it's very similar how to how I fly in Star Wars Squadrons. I don't oh, give an Jesus ass. Christ. Here I don't, I don't like, I, I I'm like it. the Mandalorian R- because it to get the biscuit. Like you gotta, you gotta risk it, man. You just gotta, you gotta punch it, punch it the floor and you gotta do whatever you can. He did a little drift in there with the crest, which was amazing. And then he just went full, uh, just straight down. No, no G's just dropped the plane <laughs> or the, the ship straight down. It was incredible to see frog lady that uh, when she was screaming, that was, I laughed so hard. Cause she was just like, ah, it was so funny. So yeah, yeah. It, the whole the whole sequence was incredible. The way that it was shot, um, yeah, the flying was was really really good. And so I'm very happy, and I, I'm glad that it wasn't like a like an uh, a too much of a scene where the X wings and the New Republic kind of took over the scene um, because that's not what we want to see. We want to see something else. Um, <laughs> I'm the Dom Toretto of squadrons, apparently, uh, from what I describe myself as. Jake um, Jake's a hoe for the the ships anything 100 percent, 100 but yeah so yeah uh great sequence and it leads into some really cool stuff like it's a it, the cool thing about this episode is that a lot of times um we we talk about how certain things may not flow into one another everything flowed into the next sequence really really well like he crash landed they ended up in this like ice cave i'm gonna call it the death death cave for certain reasons um they ended up in a death cave and not Ilum. Like we thought. Yes, and, and we we had theorized that, but it's definitely not Ilum. Um, and so this this leads to the next big thing that happens in this episode. And we, we're here for a while um, in in this death cave. And, and uh, they're crash landed. He's trying to fix the ship. And then Frog Lady goes off and she's trying to essentially just warm her offspring and, and you know, make sure that they're okay in some kind of spa. And we see that hot baby spring. Yoda. What? She's in a hot spring. Oh, yeah, hot spring. Well, I said spa, same thing. Um, 
Uh, it's you know it's it's a snow spell. Um, but yes, and this is this is what Brian had mentioned about Baby Yoda doing his thing, and he's uh, you know he's being a little murderer. He's he's being a little murderer, and he's he's killing some eggs. Oh he's he's killing some eggs. He is never doing stops what... eating. <laughs> Just like it. it's all the time. I'll it's tell you guys. Um, I was not fond of this to be honest, really? and I think that was the point. I look when the when he ate the frog in the sanctuary episode last season that was funny right to me this wasn't funny and cute it was not i i took it because look are you saying because he's a murderer the whole point of this mission is to get these eggs across back to her planet so they can save their race their their species and baby well, her, it's not her species it's her bloodline uh, they are said, you sure? "Yeah, the last, it, her yes. bloodline." And I will add this because we did because Molly had just commented, but Hi, they, were, they were unfertilized. Okay, well, either way, like <laughs> save her bloodline. Still, that's very important. And you but have Chico, him look straight. how cute he is. No, honestly, look how this cute is the he is. first I will time say. where <laughs> I felt kind of mad and like not happy with the child. To be honest. So and I, you, and when you said you said it was was that the point in your mind? Um, well, the first time he started eating them, yeah, he was being a bad boy. Like, yeah, and the thing is, he kept doing it, it too. And look, th it's yeah. tough because like he's a baby, and and that's the thing. Like, they they treat him very much like a human baby. Who, I, I mean, I my niece does the same thing with candy. She'll she'll fight. She'll do whatever she can to try to get her hands on some candy, and. They don't listen. So I get it, but it just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. It was the first time I was annoyed with the child. Just got to be honest. Because he was being he was being sassy, being a little kid. He was being, sa he was being sassy the entire episode. The yeah. entire. <laughs> yes. Like, he, is, he is full. He is definitely growing in uh, into some. And I, I'll give a full credit because I know that she's watching. Um, Molly said this on their stream. His, his terrible 50s. Uh, he's he's in his terrible fifties. <laughs> that is true. So good. Oh it's my goodness! Bravo on that one. But he's in his terrible fifties right now. Mando has no idea what to do with him. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's a good I like, point. I like when he's when she's in the pool and he's trying to grab he's the eggs. Still trying. And <laughs> yeah. And no. And, and he gets them like, in much bigger yeah. trouble for the same yeah. reason as well, we and, see. But, Let's let's get into that because this is where the chaos kind of kind of gets crazy a little bit, and this is where I really started to kind of like enjoy the episode because it's a it's a huge homage in in credit of an episode to Alien, and in what we do. I've never even seen it, and I've picked up on. Yeah, it. like it's it was amazing the way they set it all up with with the with the eggs and and the spiders, which a lot of people are comparing to uh, Harry Potter, Brian. Um, in well, yeah, I mean, in Chamber of Secrets, when they go, oh, there's, there's, a, there's a similar sequence, yeah. They go, Have you not seen it? I've seen it, but I haven't seen it. Isn't there just uh, one when... big spider, though, or no? Yeah, or they go into the dark ones? forest, the dark forest, and then all uh, the uh, the main spider wants to eat Harry and Ron, and then they all mm -hmm. all the spiders chase them out. It's pretty much oh, the exact okay, okay. same style, but it it, it, it worked really well like it was and this is this is why i like the episode so much is because we have never seen a horror take on star wars like we we had never seen yep. what That's it would feel point. like to be 
to be to have like a genre, like a horror genre kind of spread out over Star Wars yeah. a little bit. They're they'll never go full horror with Star Wars. They'll never do that. This is a taste of what they could do with it because yeah. you have thousands of spiders chasing. Uh, like they are just chasing. That is my literal nightmare. <laughs> literal nightmare. And and just like Chuck, like and this is they open up just like the face huggers do in Aliens. And and I will say this. Ooh, I hate their little mouth. It grosses me <laughs> out. Ugh. Yeah, and I think I might have. Let me see. I think I have a. This is this is the big one. There we go. Oh my one. goodness. Yes. God. I mean, that is terrifying looking. That's terrifying it's, looking. It's. I'll be mouth. honest with you guys. This discussion right now is making me like the episode more. I overall, me too. I, I wasn't happy with it, but now, like you guys are changing my mind. To be honest, so this, I love this. Yeah, sorry. I, it, it it was disgusting because I didn't think about like, that. This is their. They're never going to make a horror star, a straight horror Star Wars movie, right? But this was their version yeah. of that, and I. That's kind of cool. Yeah, um, that it's funny that you said that. I thought the exact same thing, Jake. That this is, this is probably at least for now the closest we would ever see a horror element of Star Wars, where like. These spiders are just everywhere and tri- chasing them, trying to eat them. And like, well, so the scene where they were running through through like the ice halls, right? Yeah, the frog lady and Mando, um, and and dude, we, the frog lady leaping, that yeah. was cool. I was yeah, like, yeah, damn, that's well, pretty she, damn. In the high cool. gear, she goes, okay, my running's not working. Let's shift up a gear. Yeah. And I, would, I love how Mando put the eggs on his back and he's like, I'll take yeah. care of them. Like, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of having her carry them, she wouldn't have been, well, able, been able to leap like that. And, and his character, and that that grew up throughout the episode. Because remember in the beginning of the episode, he had said like, oh, like, why why do I need to do this? Like, wh- I don't want to help yeah. this lady. And by the end, he's like, okay, we're going to get through this. Like, we're going to be able to do this, et cetera. But Man, going back to that, that ice hall, yeah. uh, when, when I saw those spiders chasing them and they were kind of running and, and it was the cave was just being overflowed by all of them. It reminded me of the Brennan shape Fraser mummy with the Beatles where the Beatles. Oh came. yeah. With the little ones. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was like where they just started to just take so over many the of them. wall and, and you saw nothing but just the Beatles. It felt very similar. And then you obviously had the big giant one pop up and everything. And I uh, ended up killing it with the, with the detonators and everything, but um, really well done as far as just camera work. The visuals of the spiders and the way it looked was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I'm very, very pleased with with the whole sequence because it was a really cool take on that scary Star Wars vibe, and I think it worked out really well. So do you mind taking off the layover? I have something I wanted to share screen and show you that I found out about the spiders. Um, so this, the spiders are first appeared in a concept art for empire strikes back if you yep. didn't know that interesting and this it's and Ralph yeah and they're and the, yeah. or go ahead brian no 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 go ahead well no i, I don't want to reveal what you're going to reveal next because i know what you're i know where you're going oh yeah and this isn't the first time we've seen them no they're different okay they're, well they've been confirmed to be different but they're both based on the same concept art well oh, okay. either way yeah. Either way, they're disgusting. It's still spiders. all related. Like, that, yes, they well, look, at, look at the way they lay eggs. Look at the way it plays out eggs. of the wow. mouth. Oh, that's thing. interesting. So, based on this concept art, they used the eyes in Rebels, but then they used like the mouth part for this Mandalorian yep. episode. Yeah, that's crazy. So I just 
thought that that would be kind of fun little sh share. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's still disgusting. The mouth, the fact that the mouth lays the eggs like that, I, it gives it like even more of a gross, horror-y, disgusting eye. Like you could absolutely see this being like a horror. If Star Wars was to make a horror movie, these people crashed on this planet and these spider things it, it just oh god it would, <laughs> it would be horrible <laughs> but yeah no this whole scene when this happened i went okay this is cool this this is this is something different uh, well, the, I stake, mean, the stakes got higher the stakes really yeah. they got really high because we 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 don't know what could have happened obviously mando's not gonna die obviously the child's not gonna die but lady frog could have died I yeah. thought Frog Lady was gonna, and her it. offspring could have ended up in his hands, and but, he could have but, still. I bet you he would have still took taken them to the planet. Yeah, and and it's did, interesting yeah. because she she has some secrets. She's she's got some secrets. Not only can is she very tech savvy by hooking up the droid from for for uh, communication yeah. services, which was a really cool callback. Oh, uh, Mando freaked out when he heard that voice. Yeah, again. <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot of callbacks to Chapter Six in this episode, The Prisoner from last season, but um. I love how she hooked up Zero to communicate with him. And then she's also extremely handy with a blaster. I mean, she shot a spider off of Baby Yoda's head. Oh, that was cool. Like, Three of them. Yeah, well, I'm, but I'm, I'm talking specifically oh, yeah. like off of his head. Like He even yeah. gave her a look like, wait a minute. Like, how did you do that? Yeah. No, I love that they showed she's not because a lot of times we see characters like this and they're just useless, right? But they made her very intelligent and capable and, and all this stuff. And it it ended up working out. I, I, after I saw her leaping, I was like, she's dope. Like that's, that's a cool character. I like how she was in the spot and in order to get out and running, she used her tongue to grab her clothes. Oh, I know. It was, <laughs> and, then you, and then like it pans away and then it shows her like putting her, her, her robe yeah. on. Hey, if she's called frog lady, you got to make her frog like at some point. And the tongue oh, yeah. was definitely it. So yeah, her husband's just going to be frog man. Like, <laughs> if we it. ever see your husband, um, uh, I think we will. So, uh, yeah, the episode ended, uh, which after after they they run back to to uh, the Razor Crest, they get trapped inside, um, which I was not expecting to be honest. I thought they were going to get trapped inside the ship. They got trapped inside the cockpit, which is horrifying. Um, they're able to get it going, then they get crushed by a big oh, giant when... spider, which that plays to that horror vibe again. Dude. Which is a really cool visually stunning sequence that happened. the the wow. window the cockpit yeah. window how it's foggy and the little feet were like dragging on it oh my god it was disgusting yeah because i was legit i was legit like how are they gonna get out of this to be honest I yeah was, yeah and especially great, when the big excuse. one fell on them yeah great excuse for amanda to use his flamethrower a couple times which was perfect um he that, fried I, one of those yeah, yeah. too I mean, it's, it's a perfect I, tool for it I was literally like, use the damn flamethrower. Like, this is the perfect opportunity. Um, but yeah, so it ends with them trapped inside the cockpit, cockpit and uh, one of the big ones is on top of them. And then lo and behold, we hear some blaster fire outside. And it's the two pilots, the two New Republic pilots are, are wrecking shop against all these spiders. And they save him, they find him, and they save him. And this leads to an even more of an interesting sequence between these characters. Um, and we learn that they, they essentially scanned him. They know who he is. They know what he's, he's done. Another callback to the prisoner episode um, where he had put those three prisoners inside of the, the prison. 
um, while also in, you know, trying to break out the other one, they let that one slide. Um, and so even though that he did have a bad pass about as a bounty hunter and stuff like that, uh, he did something for them that benefited them. And they, and they killed that. one of the officers, right? Uh, uh, so the bounty hunters killed uh, Davlin, who yeah. was played um, by Matt, Matt Lanter. Matt Lanter, who voices Anakin Skywalker. Okay. So that's what they were referring to? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so they basically said, look, we know that you've done things in the past. Um, you did something for us. We're going to let this one slide. And I also, I love the fact that when he said, hey, you guys want to help me put it back together? They were complete assholes and said, nope, I know. Get yourself out of here. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. They were like, look, we helped you enough. We're letting you go. <laughs> we're done helping you. We're not going to pull you out of here. Yeah. They were like, mm, we're good. You can get yourself out of this situation. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a, it's a great because we have to remember that the re the resistance and the re new republic are two different entities. Yeah. And so the new republic side of it could be complete the the dickwads of the bunch, whereas yeah. the resistance could be the nice scrappy guys that we all love in the movies. This could be a tell of like, okay, maybe the new republic are just the assholes, the cocky assholes of the group. Yeah. I mean. It, it looks like that at that point, but um, yeah, it was, I I liked the the save and then just like all right, we're out of here. We we cashed in our our uh, favor to you. And How we're out. is the Razor Crest still running? Uh, that <laughs> ship, man, it's limping. Yeah, it is limping it is. along. Well, and so in the episode ends with them drifting off into space, and we've seen it in the trailer. Is that like, the trailer hey. shot? So no, I think the trailer shot is coming. Okay. I think this, this is leading to where we saw oh, the, in the trailer okay. where the hatch was open. And we were like, okay, like what's going on? It's probably them landing on her moon. And so what I'm moon, thinking yeah. is that the final shots from what we've seen in the trailer are going to happen in the next two episodes. Uh, I think episode four will probably be Cara Dune and Grief Karga on Navarro. But episode three, I think, is going to be a part two where this it's, story continues. It's Chuck said it way at the beginning of the stream. Um, this right here. That something tells me the next episode is the water yeah. planet and the yeah, dog. I think so too. I need a hundred percent is because if I pause this, I have it on my screen. Uh, a shot in the trailer. He's literally walking behind Frog Lady, who has mm. the eggs on her back. His husband's standing next to her, and they're on the dock. So interesting. So it, it's what exactly did she say? what information she has. She knows of a Mandalorian somewhere. The husband her, has it. Her husband knows, knows Mandalorians or has seen Mandalorians. Yeah. Okay. And she this, knows nothing. This, this leads to a question that Anthony put up in the chat too. Uh, do you think there's a possibility that Filoni and Favreau are making fans think that Sasha Bank is playing Sabine Wren? Uh, she is only playing a or playing uh, a high inquisitor leading because the scene that we saw her in is on the docks. And if that comes next in the next episode, that means we'll see Sasha Banks in the next episode. I don't think, I don't she's, think Sabine. she's Sabine. Yeah, I don't think she's Sabine. I don't, I don't, I don't think she's Sabine, but I I have a feeling that she may be a Mandalorian, possibly, or maybe she's a middleman between the Mandalorians. I My first thought was that Frogman is going to lead him to Sabine, or one of these other Mandalorians that we've speculated are going to be in this season. Um, because I, 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 I mean, I, how else if we we project that. We're gonna certain trails are gonna lead to possibly Ahsoka, right? So if Frogman, what Mandalorian? Um, well, 
it doesn't have to be Sabine, but it could be another Mandalorian. We're I think he's going to lead him to a Mandalorian we're familiar with, and then that's going to lead to Ahsoka. I mean, I think it makes the most sense because we only have eight episodes, right? And I think that the Ahsoka-ish parts are going to come in episode five or six, and then seven and eight are going to be the are going to be the conclusion, whatever that's going to be, obviously. Yeah, uh, I I don't think she's Sabine. Um, I think she's a bad guy, personally, and I'm st Maybe. I'm still sticking to that. Um, I I still think she could be some type of uh, not a force user, but like some type of dark something. That well, if she's a Mandalorian. To and not Sabine, wouldn't she not take her helmet off? And why would she be in regular well, clothes and all that? So we we don't know exactly the exact rules of a Mandalorian because we've oh, seen- Oh, maybe just their clan that- so We've seen that some that, clans leave their helmets on, but not true. all- uh, We've seen Mandalorians with their helmets off all the time in the animated stuff. So, yeah, so, so you're the right. Rules, the rules are shaky sometimes with, with clans. Yeah. Well, again, Frogman could lead him to Bo-Katan as well. Oh, Kylie. I like. Possibly. I like a space pirate. Yeah, I I if she was a bad guy, I don't want to see her have any kind of force abilities. I don't I don't no. want to see the force right now. I I don't I know oh. that it's kind of like leading towards it outside of outside of the child obviously. Um I I don't want to see someone who is uh very force sensitive and that's like their main power source come into the show um and kind of like add a whole new element to it all. Uh, if yeah. we're going to do that, leave that to someone like Ahsoka, who's only going to be in it for so long. I don't want the show to be overwhelming characters who have force abilities. Well, if he or runs into a, a force user, who's a bad person, he doesn't have a chance. Like, I mean, it's, it'd be tough. Yeah. It adds, it adds a layer. That's, that's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't really need or want that layer in the show. Yeah. I think we're headed in a good enough direction to where, the only force that we need is someone from like Ahsoka and that's yeah. been here for so long. Someone that's that, that isn't going to reoccur or reappear at some point down the line. I'm not saying that Sasha, like this could be, be a one-off for Sasha Banks, who knows? But if she does have the force, um, I, I'd rather it just be the one time and then we just move on from it. I don't want the force to kind of be an overshadow or, an, or, or a cloud above the show's head, if you will. You know I'm what's funny? We say magic. We say that a lot, but the the child is force sensitive, which but he doesn't use it as much. We saw a lot of it in season one, though. We haven't seen oh, it yeah. at all in season two. Yeah, we yeah, huh? He drew the eggs close to him today. Oh, he put his hand on the egg well, thing in the that egg. Barely, like that moment where he was looking through the fishbowl. Yeah. <laughs> He's and like the music that. I didn't yeah. know what they were doing. At first, I was like, are one of the, the eggs force-sensitive or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious. I'm very excited about next week's. Yeah, if it's there. a part two, I'm, I'm cool with it. I know that a lot of people are talking about how this this episode was a filler episode. It was away from the, from the main story. But it seems like if this is, in fact, a part two, and episode three kind of weaves back into the main story, uh, this will have... This will mean a lot more after next week's episode well, now. It, this was a setup. Yeah. Episode. It doesn't have to be a filler because 
he saved her and her eggs, right? Now he's delivering them to her husband, her, the planet and her husband, and they're going to help him get to the Mandalorians. So it's not necessarily just a filler. And I will say props to the special effects again. Oh my goodness. They are Bonkers. spending. Bonkers. I don't know how, if they're spending a lot of money or just using what they have very effectively, oh, but God, Episode Sweet. one and episode two, chapter nine and 10, the special effects for television have been incredible. Like I said, better than the Rathtar scene. That's that's my measuring stick. And Speaking it is, of the Force Awakens, to be honest. I don't know if you guys caught it, but during during this scene, when the X-Wings are flying away, uh, Ludwig Gorenson had actually weaved in March of the Resistance, the John Williams score. Really? Um, if you go back really? and listen, as they're getting in their ships and flying away, the March of the Resistance score is is floated in and out of the score that he created. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. It's, it's a very cool little ad. Didn't even catch it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to I wanna get to two things real quick. One, um, let's start with this one. Favorite moment, character, plot point, sequence, whatever it may be of the entire episode. Brian, I'll start with you. Um, I mean, I loved seeing Baby Yoda be a little crap head. Like, that... <laughs> I, I agree with Jacob. Like every time he, he ate an egg, I was like, no, stop. Like those are important. But like he was being a true child in, in this episode, like from simple things as when he was running to Mando, like pick me up, save me. Like, anyway, we didn't talk about it when he, when he waddled away from the eggs. Um, oh, the in the snow. <laughs> so he was funny. like, just like wiggling. Just, yeah. Um, just he is truly a child and I, I love that they're not like oh he's this magical mystical being that can do all this no right now he is a freaking child yes he has like all these awesome abilities and can be potentially a big player later on but he is a freaking child right now and all he's worried about is getting his neck his next snack like at this point and <laughs> i'm wondering if mando feeds him that's what that's what i'm wondering yeah they, he had a little thing of food remember when he, they were he feeding him the right stuff like you know like I, he i mean baby yoda didn't eat it he just had it in his hands and was like those eggs are still right there like so rap scouting <laughs> that's a good word for him yeah at the very end he's just like he even looked into the mother's eyes yeah. and was like she's looking at him like oh i she's so nice and then turns away and just goes all right i got one more like, <laughs> such a little shit i know man I, that's uh, what i was thinking too jacob what about you uh favorite favorite moment sequence character um i still think my favorite part of the episode is the opening fight scene and just from the moment his bike gets tripped up to the moment the baby uh, looks at him and gives him that look of like, you got to kill this guy, kill somebody else again. Um, that was probably my favorite. But another standout moment is the when the X-Wings pull up and he's talking to them. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, a lot. I, I think my favorite is is the dog fight. Um, oh, the actual. No, no yeah, surprise, yeah. No surprise here. The dog fight was such it, a basic. It's, yeah, I'm super. <laughs> whatever. It's funny because. Uh, <laughs> It, there was there was a lot of single single shot fired, which is why I'm even like, wow, I, I still like it that much. It was it was just so brilliantly crafted the way that it was done and, and the music and everything about it. But um, I, I love 
if I'm to pick one other thing, it's it's the horror element to the show to the episode. Mm, um, that's a good one. I never thought that we would see something like this in Star Wars. And if you're ever going to do it, not only is a television show perfectly uh, fit for it, but also a show like The Mandalorian that kind of plays on those darker tones a little bit. So, um, I mean, bravo. Bravo to Peyton Reed. I think Peyton Reed did a great job. Um, I thought he was really, really good uh, as, as a director. A lot of great camera work with the action and everything like that, too. So um, I really it made really sense that they, at first I was like, why would they get him to do a horror one? But he's he knows how to work with special effects and mm -hmm. on both the Ant-Man movies with a bunch with creatures, especially. So it made sense for him to do this episode. So it was actually a good fit. Definitely. Definitely. I love and I love that they keep putting like little things that is not the most important thing in the world like Peyton Reed had an ant character like and just Little like Easter stuff, stuff like yeah. that yeah it's it's if you have a problem with it you're you're way overthinking it it's they're just little little things it's it's almost homage to the director that's doing it i mean Filoni getting to be a pilot today and so it I, I enjoy those things. I honestly look for them kind of. So I, well, I, this happened to me twice in a row where I didn't know who directed it until the end. And I'm going to keep doing that oh, me too. because I like wondering, wait, who directed this one? And then I see the name at mm -hmm. the end. It's been a little surprise for me both times. So it's pretty cool. It makes it afterwards when you see it, you go, Oh yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. The second I saw it, cause I was the same with you. I didn't realize it was his episode. The second it ended, I went, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. One last thing to wrap up the show. Uh, what you are looking forward to the most after this episode could be something from episode one. It transfers over. Could be something that came over from this episode or something completely new. Brian, I'll go over right back to you on this one. Uh, the story of the next episode, because clearly it's the um, the water planet, boat, water planet, whatever you want to call it. Um just because it literally shows in the trailer if you go watch it this the exact characters from this episode um so i'm very curious about what this is doing because i now going through it i appreciate this episode more because it's clearly setting up something for the next one um so I, i'm I'm very excited to see where this goes in this next episode. And I love that we're going to new planets and it just all this stuff like this. So yeah. Jacob. Um, I'm going to go ahead and mention it just in case you don't Jake. Uh, I'm curious if what the hell is going to happen with Boba Fett. Why did we only see him at the end of that episode? And then he leaves Tatooine. And I think if we weren't going to see him, in the following episode, I don't think we're going to see him again this season. I think that's a very high possibility. What reason? And first of all, I just want to say a lot of people, there's a lot of speculation online that that's not Boba Fett. To me, there's no way. I think in my mind, 100% that's Boba Fett. You had a whole episode centered around his armor on Tatooine, referencing the Sarlacc pit. It's Boba Fett. There, to me, there's no question. Now, are they not gonna? Sh are we not gonna see him again until like season three? And I'd be a little upset about that. I think we'll see him again. 
Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, the one thing that I'm looking forward to, and I'm I'm going to boldly say it, is we're for sure meeting an official Mandalorian next episode, and I'm very interested and intrigued on who that Mandalorian is. Um, Are you on who it might be? I, I have a feeling um, it, it's going to be Katie Sackhoff's Bo-Katan. Um, I do. I just I have I have this this gut feeling that my dream is going to come true. <laughs> this kind of Mandalorian come to screen. Um, but if it's not, if it's not her and it's just like an official Mandalorian, like I'll be super stoked about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that after all this time, we're officially getting to the point on uh, meeting a Mandalorian. And I do think that it will be a, a, a well-known name that we star Wars fans uh, know. What time in the uh, morning do you watch this? Me? Yeah. 4 a.m. Oh man, I was gonna say we should watch party, but I ain't waking up at four in the morning. No, yeah, I I, I get up early. No, this this morning I actually watched it, watched it a little bit later, but um, last week I was up early and so I watched it. And if it's next week, I'll probably stay up till midnight and watch it. So I I was up at midnight when it dropped, and I was like, no. Yeah, it come. I checked my phone. It came on at like 12 12 a.m. Oh, it was. I checked it at 12:02, and it was. Oh really? It it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept refreshing and it wasn't there and then it finally popped up, but maybe it just takes a second to get on each app or something. I don't know. I was on my uh, fire stick at 1202 because I was watching PJ and all them and PJ goes, all right, I'm going to go. And Sean goes, you're going to go watch Mandalorian. Aren't you? And he goes, <laughs> yes. And he just gets rid of the screen. So <laughs> it, it came out at midnight. Um, I, cause I'm, I read the synopsis for it too. So yeah, I think this point going forward, um, I'm going to try my best to stay up till midnight, but I don't know if that'll be possible. So we'll <laughs> not if you wake up at four every day. Yeah. yeah. So either we'll way. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, that everyone watching, hanging out with us comments. Thank you so much for, for, for hanging out with us over the last hour and talking Mando again, uh, as it says up top there on the screen, every Friday at 4 PM Pacific, right here on the channel, the Fandalorian club is live. We are breaking down episodes. We are theorizing. We're speculating. We're discussing, and sometimes we're even debating. So um, make sure you get here every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific. Hit that bell icon on the channel. Uh, that way you get notified when we go live for not just Fando, but also uh, our main show, Apocalypse Now, which is every Tuesday and Thursday, 7.30 p.m. right here on the channel. Um, and then, of course, if you have not already, hit that subscribe button and uh, join us for everything we do here on Apocalypse Movies. So uh, for Jacob, for Brian, for myself, we are the Fan and Lauren Club. Uh, thank you so much for everyone for joining us. Uh, we will see you guys next week. And may the force be with you.